0: love talk radio
1: you're listening to starseed radio academy empowering starseed to better serve the planet welcome to starseed radio academy it's tuesday march 30th 2021 and i'm your host Arielle taylor with my co-hosts lavendar and anastasia our special guest this evening is Julie Norberg, who is Reiki trained and certified, levels 1, 2, 3, and master. She believes that we all are energy, and all we are is energy, and that this moment is all that we have. As a mother guided by two beautiful daughters, a philanthropist, a volunteer, a citizen, and steward of Mother Earth that we share, and a community member, she is humbly honored to realize her service as a healer. As a healer, Julie will meet you where you are with unconditional love to walk with you and support you in your healing into thriving along your spiritual journey, co-creating space within and without. And uh, she's been in Colorado for 15 years now as a creator, community member, entrepreneur, healer, mother, philanthropist, visionary, world explorer, and traveler. Uh, She's made made a lot of moves around here. Is she's guided to be of service to all living beings who are all ready and willing to actively engage in their own healing and life purpose service work. She is here to co-create heaven on earth with awakened star seeds, and all of her past accomplishments are stories that are uh, have stories that are associated with them. This is now; every moment is new, and she chooses to explore and create with you. Julie sincerely believes that the entire world can be healed. With clean soil, food, and water, and an infinite amount of unconditional forgiveness, radical gratitude, and divine love. So let it flow. Her website is riverspiritreiki.com, and Reiki is R-E-I-K-I. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy, Jada, and Fiona for hosting the Switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for Julie. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's continual dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk if you'd like to listen to them again or later. If you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here and you will get our bi-weekly show notices if you enable those. Our main website is starseedhotline.com. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart. And the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one Zoom session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, Emerald, Miara, Riley or myself. Lavendar sessions have been redesigned to focus on your solar return, covering your natural state, your rites of passage, your masterships, as well as your solar return and your current transits. So you're getting everything in a one hour session, which will be scheduled just before your birthday. Riley, Emerald and Miara are now available for the live stage two sessions So you'll be able to have a starseed consultation in a matter of weeks now rather than months. And remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you'll get a window of 10 hours of power. You can find out when it happens exactly by requesting your solar return timing because sometimes it's the day before your birthday. Um, That chart only takes less than a week usually. uh, But if you do want the stage two interpretation of that chart, um, Emerald, Riley, and Miara are available with very little waiting. But uh, with me, Arielle, you'll need to order at least 6 months ahead to make sure you get it before your 10 hours. And with Lavendar, she'll be booking for all the birthday months. So check out the new pages on our updated website. So first up tonight, I'd like to introduce Anastasia with her wonderful Starseed News. Well, good evening, Arielle.
0: Hello, everybody. It's great to be with you. We have lots of good stories tonight. And, you know, it's springtime, and one of my most favorite things in all of existence, other than the people that I love the most dearly, is the sound of birdsong in the spring. Ah, it is just nectar for my soul. Well, yeah. I just discovered I'm not the only one they say that being around birds makes us us much happier according to some new scientific research. We see birds nearly everywhere we go. We hear them every day. They live in every environment and now two new studies have shown their mere, mere presence will make us oh so much happier. It's German research that has found out that being surrounded by a wide variety of birds can offer increasing life satisfaction equivalent to $150 $150 per week of added income. <laughs> the German Center for Integrative Biodiversity Research took data from the 2012 European Quality of Life Survey to measure how species diversity in birds affected people in 26 European countries. And the study's lead author, who's a professor at Goethe University in Frankfurt, said, according to our findings, the happiest Europeans are those who can experience numerous different bird species in their daily life or who live in near natural surroundings that are home to many species. Now, there's another study, a second study done by California Polytechnic University that covertly subjected Colorado hikers to a test that measured their sense of well-being by placing speakers that played a variety of birdsong along certain sections of a popular hiking trail and then interviewed later the hikers about their experience. And one of the researchers said, while the bigger picture of nature's restorative properties is likely to involve multiple senses, our study is the first to experimentally manipulate a single sound in the field and demonstrate its importance to human experiences in nature. Now, indeed, hikers on the trails that perceived both more sounds and more varied sounds said they felt better about life about their experience hiking than those who heard fewer sounds and even less sounds altogether. Well, the benefits of birding, hearing their song, noticing the species around us, is a good thing. A recent report from the Audubon Society found that sales of bird feeders, bird food, and birding apps have all increased during the pandemic, while participants in the Cornell Lab of Orthonology Global Big Day 2020 shattered all previous records. And during that big global day, participants logged at 2.1 million sightings of 6,500 species. There was an all-time high of 50,000 participants that submitted more than 120,000 checklists, shattering the previous single-day record by 30%. Nesting season is fast approaching, and with lockdowns continuing in many states and nations, there's never been a better time to take up bird watching, and if you can, to make your property a positive habitat for the birds. And so there it is. I'm not the only one. It is now a scientific fact. Birds <laughs> make me happier. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we had a story similar to this not too long back, but it's it's continuing. Volunteers are continuing to pick up trash from the Tennessee River. And volunteers with the Keep Tennessee River Beautiful, which is a nonprofit whose mission is to keep the Tennessee River clean and healthy, well, they picked up, again, 15,700 pounds of trash from two cleanup events in East Tennessee. Just a few days ago, volunteers in Roan County removed 9,426 pounds of trash from a lake, and they filled 248 bags of trash. A day later, only 17 volunteers removed 6,000, over 6,000 pounds of trash in the Knoxville and Louisville areas, and they filled 154 bags of trash. The executive director of this committee said, we are blown away by the ever-increasing enthusiasm and momentum around river cleanup efforts in diverse communities in the Tennessee River watershed. The energy is seen in the numbers, like the phenomenal achievements our volunteers made over the weekend. Now, this is people pulling together. Isn't it great? Taking care oh, yeah. of nature. It's fantastic. Well, you f- might have heard this, so I won't claim that this is not on mainstream news, but you might not have heard it, and I think it's important, so I'm going to share it with you. It's really cool. Did you all know, i bet some of you did, that NASA has used the Navajo language to name rocks and soil on Mars. Yeah, they did. Wow. After successfully landing on the neighboring planet last month, uh, NASA's Perseverance rover is now ready to explore its ground. Its first scientific focus is a rock named Mots, the Navajo word for Mars. I may not have pronounced that properly. I guess that just goes with the territory. You probably all know I don't speak Navajo. But that's just one nickname, among many others, that have been given to landmarks and the geological features on Mars in the Navajo language. The rover's team has been collaborating with the Navajo Nation, has been naming features of scientific interest with Navajo words to honor the most spoken Native American language in the United States. It's a common practice for NASA missions to assign names to landmarks in order to help team members remember or refer to the features of interest. Now, these words were compiled by the Navajo Nation's president, and uh, they now have a list of 50 words in the Navajo language to name these important rocks and places on the planet. The list includes words like strength, bezeal, and respect, holnili, while perse- Perseverance itself has been translated to ha ahoni. The uh, Navajo president said, we hope that having our language used in the Perseverance mission will inspire more of our young Navajo people to understand the importance and the significance of learning our language. Our words were used to help win World War II, and now we are helping to navigate and learn more about the planet Mars. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah, me too. It's wonderful. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You know, they refer to themselves often as the star people, so how appropriate is that? All right. Ancient biblical scrolls and rare coins of immeasurable worth for mankind has been discovered in the Judean desert. These fragments and other items are over 1,800 years old, and they've been discovered in a remote cave. And for the first time in approximately 60 years, archaeological excavations have uncovered fragments of a biblical scroll. According to local authorities, they contain passages from the books of of Zechariah and Nahum, portions of the books of the 12 minor prophets from the Hebrew Bible and the Old Testament. The scroll was believed to be the writings of Jewish rebels who fled to the hills in Judea after the ancient Romans Uh, put down one of their many revolts. Now, these discoveries have been uncovered as part of a really daring excavation by the Israeli Antiquities Authority to prevent the cave from being looted by artifact hunters. This is a very remote area and very hard to get to, as you'll figure out in a minute. Anyway, on the scrolls, most of which were written in Greek, which was the local language following the the conquest of the area by Alexander, the only word that was written in Hebrew was the word God. Everything else was in Greek. And the antiquities experts called the process both complex and challenging, but the finds immeasurable worth for mankind. Also included in this discovery was a trove of ancient coins minted by the rebels attempting to create a stable economy for themselves. They also found the mummified remains of a 6,000-6,000. 6, year old child thought to be a girl she was uncovered and this giant woven basket was found it's suspected to be around 10,500 years old it dates back to the pre-pottery neolithic period and is thought to be the oldest completely intact basket basket in the world now this operation included drones trying to reach virtually inaccessible areas pictures of this are astonishing. These are cliffs way up in the sky, really hard to get to. The mouth of the cave is 260 feet below the lip of a cliff down which the excavators and scientists had to repel to get to the, the loot inside. It's an amazing finding. They say that this is going to take them a while to decode this and to make it available to the public. Sometimes it usually takes them 10 years. We'll see how long it takes. But I know that many people are very interested as to what is in these documents and these pieces that they discovered. All right. This is exciting to me because it speaks of a better future. In Taiwan, uh, Taipei, Taiwan, they are building a skyscraper that is incredible. It's uh, (laughs) – well, let me just tell you about it. According to the World Green Building Council, um, our environment, the things that humans build, our, our created environment, is responsible for almost 40% of the world's carbon footprint. Now, there is a dire need to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions, so architects and urban planners have to ensure that future buildings have the smallest negative environmental impact possible. Well, now, that's exactly what this architecture group is trying to achieve through its projects, and this is where Taipei comes in they have developed something that they call Echo Architecture. It is a uh, certified high-rise building slated for completion by the end of 2021. It is located, of all things, in the financial district of Taiwan's capital. And it's an award-winning project that consists of a vertical forest designed to serve as, quote, an anti-global warming carbon-absorbing ecosystem. There are photographs of this on the net. Now, this residential complex is expected to feature, get this, 23,000 trees, shrubs, and plants on the ground floor, and all the balconies and terraces are filled with plants. According to the architects, the tower's annual carbon absorption capacity will reach around 130 tons. Now, this consists of 20 floors of apartments, and this is the thing. This is amazing. If you get a chance to Google this or look at the uh, graphic, I hope you do. Um, Its shape resembles the double helix structure of DNA. It winds upward in exactly that form. And from the base to the top, each column-free floor successively rotates by four and a half degrees, resulting in a 90-degree difference from the base to the top. All of this is filled with plant life. It's an energy-efficient building wrapped in a double skin facade and features a large array of solar panels at the top that powers the building with renewable energy. It also integrates natural ventilation chimneys, a rainwater recycling system, and LED lighting. The architect says, A building should be a song of the earth and coexist with the environment. A carbon-absorbing vertical forest building is no doubt the most profound foresight for the buildings of future cities. This is an architect that is remembered for putting a global, his fight to uh, battle global warming into practical action, to show love for trees and forests, interpreting the depth of space, and makes sustainable living possible. Check it out. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, it's in the financial district. And below ground, when, it, when you get to the ground floor of the, of the building, looking around it, it looks like it's in the middle of the Amazon. Immense forest all around this building, all around in the city. It's breathtaking. Well, I'd say that's probably one foot in the right direction yeah. for uh, the future. You know, what, what things might look like, incorporating nature into our lives on a daily basis. Well, let's talk about nature, speaking of that, a little bit. I want to talk to you about certain slugs. Now, planet Earth is home to so many incredible creatures, some of which, like maybe lizards and whale sharks, well, they can regrow detached parts of their bodies. But there is a particular species of sea slugs that's one-upping these other animals with remarkable regenerative abilities. Um, One scientist Uh, discovered that instead of simply regrowing a damaged body part, these captives, they're captive in a lab, um, they're sea slugs, they can self-decapitate and regrow their entire bodies within three weeks. Now, she just first noticed this phenomenon, and she was shocked to see the head of the slug, after it had separated itself from its body, munching on algae as though nothing strange had happened. Now, this self-amputation, otherwise known as autonomy, is not abnormal in the animal kingdom. They say many species use this to escape from predators. In other words, if a bear is going to catch me, I think I'll just detach from my legs and crawl off under the bushes, and then I'll grow some new legs. Well, if we could do that as people, that's probably what we'd do. But these animals can separate themselves to escape and still live and regrow their parts. But anyway, this is the first time that any animal has been observed abandoning its entire body, okay? Now, this team of scientists were sure that the head would die right away without any organs. Despite its indifference to its condition, it was still eating. And to everyone's surprise, the slug was able to regrow all of its organs and its entire body in a matter of weeks, just from the head, now the headless body, on the other hand, could not regenerate itself, but it did live and react to stimuli for months before it eventually faded. Wow. Now the revelation motivated this team to study why sea slugs decide to rid themselves of their bodies. Um, but the reason they say that sea slugs separate their heads from their bodies is to expel, of all things, of all things, internal parasites. By abandoning their bodies, the sea slugs can regenerate parasite-free bodies. Is that wild? Wow. Well, this is deepening our comprehension of the remarkable and wonderful regeneratability of animals, particularly these sea slugs, and may lead us to advances in regenerative medicine for humans. I mean, they're going to keep digging at this. They will keep studying this. They will really be examining this. Uh, who knows how long it will be, but they're going to find out something that will help humans to regenerate. I, I bet money on that. This is a story that just, oh, man, you guys. Okay. A stray dog stole a unicorn and kept stealing a unicorn out of a dollar store, a stuffed unicorn, a stuffed toy. I wish you could see this picture. I really wish you could. A purple unicorn stuffed toy, big, big as the dog, and this beautiful lab-looking dog cuddling up to this unicorn. So here's the story. A stray dog in North Carolina uh, was given the unicorn toy that he tried to steal multiple times from a Dollar General store. According to the, and this is in North Carolina, you're going to want to know where this is, some of you, if you live around there. It's in Duplin County in North Carolina. So if you're around there, pay attention. (laughs) So according to the Duplin County Animal Services, a stray dog that they named Sisu tried multiple times to take a stuffed unicorn from inside the store. He went straight for the unicorn, the same one every time, said the guy that headed up the Duplin County Animal Services. Now, the officer who responded to the Dollar General store's call about the stray dog stealing the stuffed toy was so taken with the dog's devotion to this unicorn that she bought the $10 toy for the dog. And according to the uh, officer, the dog was happy to leave with her once he had his unicorn. That's right, he followed her to the truck. He ended Uh up in a shelter. Now, they say the only thing we can think of is that he came from a home where he had similar stuffed animal or the kids in the home did. Now, here's the part that just tears me up. This dog is considered a stray at the shelter because no one has come forward to claim him. He is now available for adoption and is described as a one-year-old male who is very obedient with people. If you live in that area, oh, man, you got to go get this doggy. There's pictures of it on the Internet. It's so touching, adorable, wonderful. I don't live in North Carolina, or I would adopt him myself. I hope that he's found a nice home by now. But if you're interested, uh, Google this, because he might still be available. He's absolutely precious. But, you know, this raised questions in my mind about the soul of a dog. What really was this dog's experiences? What was going on in his psyche? Who is that dog inside that dog's body? What's really going on with this? Really mysterious, wonderful, metaphysical, and precious. And you ought to see the pictures. It just melts me down. Well, let's talk about good deeds and what starseed people are doing. I'm sure this is a starseed. This is a third-grade teacher who is doing something wonderful with her students. She's teaching her students an important life lesson you won't get in a textbook. She's teaching them to believe in themselves. Her name is katie she's a third grade teacher at franklin elementary school in santa barbara and every day she says affirmations with her students such as i believe in myself i am strong and i'm smart and this is something she has done with every class for the past 10 years she said i've been doing the same pep talk with my students since i've taught third grade we start off doing it before every multiplication test But the best part is that each year, the kids eventually ask to do it at all different times throughout our day. Words of affirmation matter. And as my friend likes to say, it's how we change the conversation. And most importantly, when we start them with our young children at such a young age, that's how our world becomes a much better place, according to the teacher. She said she was inspired by teachers who taught her how to believe in herself when she was struggling in school. She said, as a student myself, I was that anxious kid. I was nervous, especially before testing. She said, what, what helped were I am statements? So she learned to do this when she was young. And studies have proven that I am statements actually work on tricking your brain into believing what you're telling it. Well, we know there's a metaphysics to that besides. But in a recent viral video, a psychology student revealed how to stop being nervous by repeating out loud, I am excited. So at the beginning of each year, she leads the affirmations, and by March, she said it's her students who are taking the lead. She also gives her students journals where they write, I am, and one I am grateful for. She write, they write one of those statements every single morning to discover what they are and what they are grateful for. How refreshing. How beautiful. I could see in my mind's eye the students really adoring this teacher because she's making them feel good about themselves and teaching them metaphysical principles right there in a classroom. Well, this guy is incredibly lucky. This is one of the most lucky people you'll ever hear about. A man in Tennessee won a $1 million lottery ticket but nearly missed his chance of claiming the prize. He struck it lucky twice after winning the lottery. First of all, he won the lottery, and then he found it. What? Well, he lost it. Let me tell you the story. How would you like to get a winning lottery ticket and then find out you can't find it? Well, this guy bought the ticket and a drink at a grocery store after a long day of laying tile. The following morning, he checked the results and discovered that the ticket was worth $1,178,000, and that was that. He said he rushed to his fiance's workplace to tell her the great news. Then he ran a few errands, and he took his brother to go shopping at an auto parts store. But about an hour later, he realized that he'd lost the ticket. He couldn't find it anywhere. Well, he retraced his steps, and he found the ticket on the ground in the parking lot of the auto parts store near the driver's side door of another vehicle. He said... It's a million-dollar ticket, and somebody stepped right over it. God. Talk about being lucky. Wow. Yeah, it was,
1: somebody wanted him God. to have that.
0: I mean, isn't that something? What are the odds? Gosh, lucky twice. And here is some, I mean, this is an amazing story. A high school senior has invented color-changing sutures that can detect infection. This is a high school senior at iowa city west high school in iowa and she has invented medical stitches that change color to let patients know if their wound is infected she's 17 years old she was named one of 40 finalists in the regeneron science talent search the nation's most prestigious science and math competition for high school seniors her sutures work by changing color if the patient's pH level alters, that indicates an infection. Um, She started experimenting with root vegetables. She found that beets worked, so she invented this, and she's trying to patent it. She says she envisions these sutures being used in developing countries where they can save lives and uh, help people. Isn't that something? Now, here's the odd part. After graduation, this young woman, what do you think she wants to do when she grows up? Well, she hopes to study political science and eventually become a lawyer. I was very surprised at that since she she invented sutures, but there it is. Hopefully, she, or her, she will get her patent, and then she can afford all the education she wants. She will probably be doing very well for herself. All right, we're about out of time. I had to rush through this tonight. I wanted to get all these good stories to you. So I'm going to leave you with a quote. I think it's very important. The greatest glory in living lies not in never falling, but rising every time we fall. And Nelson Mandela said that, and he ought to know. Wow. So, from my heart to each one of you, much love, everybody. Have a beautiful two weeks. Thank you, Ariel.
1: Thank you so much. And um, have a a happy Easter with all those birds singing. Oh,
0: won't I, though? And all you the (laughs) same, go out and spend some time with the birds
1: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll be back together in two weeks. So thanks so much, yes, Anastasia. We will. Love to you. Okay. Night, night. Night, night. Okay. So I am going to um, get Lavendar's mic open, and uh, I'm going down the switchboard looking. I know you were there at the beginning of the show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I can't find Julie. Let me take another look. I might have accidentally missed it. Oh, I'm sorry, Julie. <laughs> Maybe you called, had to call back in. All right. I was looking uh, looking for the phone number. You got a little panic there for a second. Hey, Julie. I'm glad you're back on the switchboard.
2: Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I am. I did. Okay. I had to call back in. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah, uh, good thing I memorized your phone number. So we're all good good now. Everything's working, and uh, Lavendar's sitting ready. So go ahead, Lavendar.
3: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for being our guest tonight. I'm very excited to hear all about (laughs) your life and the things that you've accomplished. But most of all, I want to thank you for the beautiful, beautiful spirit chocolate that you sent to me. I'm telling you that it, it is the the best chocolate I believe I've ever put in my mouth, and and that's really saying something because I'm really a chocolateaholic.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. That's so, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it so much. Thank you for having me on. I'm I'm truly honored and humbled. Thank you.
3: Well, start out by. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your spiritual growth. Did you did you were you raised uh, to be spiritual like you are now, or did you or did you take another path with your family? Tell us a little bit about some of your high strangeness, some of your spiritual experiences. I know that our audience would would love to hear it.
2: Mm, mm, okay, well it it seems like uh it's been a journey of of being awake from the get go and and being raised in a family that they there was a, there were attempts at uh at religion in my, in my home and uh and not so much spirituality until I was a little bit older and so you know my own my own journey with spirituality has been you know on off on off but over the last I would say decade it's definitely been very on <laughs> and um you know I have to say that one of the most fascinating uh situations for me has been uh, through cacao, the journey with cacao. I, a good friend of mine introduced me to a cacao ceremony a few years ago and that shamanic journey itself was the portal that I believed opened up visions and, uh, and then opened me to Reiki and the path that I'm currently on. But, you know, over the years I've always been Aligned with more of a spiritual, oh, spiritual outlook, uh, where there's really expansiveness, true expansiveness, versus any sort of limitations or or programming or judgment. Um, and not to say that that's that's necessarily a bad thing, but for me in my journey, it 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 wasn't helpful. <laughs> and so, I needed to release myself from a great deal of that. And the spiritual journey for me has been has been that catalyst and uh, so you know uh, when I did attend that cacao ceremony that was that was my first real introduction to that that medicine the cacao medicine and uh, lo and behold I had no idea within a couple of years that I would actually start making chocolate myself and um, and I absolutely love it but it's really through it's really through that that divine heart of, you know, meeting the, the Cacao Goddess and her opening me to my own divinity and uh, and my own true sacred self, that that journey became one of sovereignty as well.
3: Wow. So you've lived in Colorado now for what, about fifteen years? And you have two daughters, and and it looks like that you've had a lot of experience with being a visionary, being philanthropic, and an entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about some of your entrepreneur journeys.
2: Mm. Well, that's actually a pretty recent journey as well. Um, I uh, I in previous lives, <laughs> so to speak, I always worked for others and helping others to grow and expand whether it was in the hospitality industry, you know, in the, you know, the private sector or in the nonprofit sector. Um, but it's been over the last few years that I decided that it was time for me to venture out on my own. And, you know, I initially started with organizational consulting, both physical and in uh, and, and spiritual space, uh, because I, I love to create systems that make sense for other people. And uh, I'm not one of those ones that like to come in and say, well, I'm going to give you a system and it's going to be just perfect for you without, you know, really consulting and diving into that individual or that organization's psyche. And so I had a great time with that original journey with organizational uh, consulting. But I realized that that wasn't necessarily truly aligned with where I wanted to go. And so I'm I'm now, um, I now have a, a Reiki practice and, uh and also am in, in venturing into chocolates, selling chocolate. <laughs> Who knew? So I'm, I'm still rather young in the entrepreneurial world, um, but it really it really kind of comes back around into the conversation of being your own creator more than anything else. So if you have an entrepreneurial sh- uh, spirit, then you probably um, are very creative and you you need to remember that you are truly creative and that you are the creator of everything in your world.
3: Right. I noticed that one of the things that you wrote to me, you were talking about that you were always in service to others and that you had a lot of babysitting to do and now you've decided that no more discern babysitting, now you're ready to create heaven on earth. So give us a little bit of your uh, your thoughts about this.
2: Yeah. Co-creating heaven on earth so yeah being in service to others I've learned um, through through my own processes that uh, what that really means is truly being in service to your sacred heart and your your celestial body agreement and contract uh, you know which what you have come into this world to be um, and what I liken it to is that you know with every seed uh, that's that's planted. Embedded in that one seed is, is the knowledge of what that seed is meant to grow into, and so I believe that to be the same thing that each one of us um, are embedded with that that same imprint of what it is that our service is meant to be, and the only way to access that is actually through our through our hearts through our sacred heart and uh, I, <laughs> I I believe that Over the last few years, I have learned that uh, by peeling back the layers, healing my own past, um, I have been able to peel back those beautiful leaves of that artichoke to get to my heart. And so when I am in service to my sacred heart, then I am truly in service to others. And, And by that I mean that pure, true, and organic ascension, sovereignty, and unification of all, when I mean of service. And so for each of us to realize our service, fully realize what that is, that means that we are in service to all. So we need to, we need to figure out what our seed is and open that up and, and figure that out. And so that's, that's one of the things that I love doing with individuals that I work with is, is peeling back those, those leaves of the artichoke to get to the heart, to get to the true heart. And, that, it, and it takes...
3: That, yeah. That's what I call knowing what has your name on it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. We've had that conversation before, and I love that because if, if it doesn't have my name
3: on it anymore,
2: I'm, I'm just not going to jump up and say, "Pick me." I, I that's, oh, right. that's not right. what we're here to do.
3: I also noticed yeah. that you mentioned a uh, vision quest, and and you had a, a a statement here called "baptizing oneself." Tell me how that works. What do you mean by baptizing <laughs> oneself? <laughs>
2: well, that's I love the kind
3: of funny little. <laughs> I did. I, um,
2: you know, I, it, I I have to laugh at myself with this because who would have ever thunk that I would have baptized myself? But I did, um, and who would think that I would ever actually believe that I have that capability or quote unquote power to do so? But I, I do, and we all do. Um, I I was out on just a a little hike or sojourn, you know, doing my morning rituals, and through my morning rituals, I. I usually go through a a little bit of a walking meditation and, you know, stating my decrees and, you know, activating my own crystalline DNA and such. And there was a time when I was um, walking past the sagebrush and the sagebrush (laughs) actually said to me, I'd like to talk to you a little bit. (laughs) So I said, okay, I'll come and talk to you. And as as silly as that sounds, it was actually really quite, um, quite visceral. So I ended up you know, coming over to the sagebrush and within the sage, the spirit medicine of the sage itself is very cleansing and clearing and and nurturing and, you know, and, and peeling back yet another layer of that, that leaf of an artichoke, I, you know, the sagebrush basically gave to me the, the knowledge, the idea that you can cleanse yourself and it's time for you to cleanse yourself so you can claim your sovereignty and, um, you know, that was that was a, an amazing little download and revelation for myself to be able to truly own that. And and not too long after that, as I continued, you know, after extending great gratitude, you know, and, and, and love to the sagebrush for sharing this wisdom and imparting this wisdom with me, that I am truly sovereign and that I can own that. I, uh, I, I thanked it and continued on my journey, and lo and behold, I wasn't really done with that quest, with that little vision quest. And I promise you, I just—I all I had that morning was water and maybe a little lemon. <laughs> I promise. And I—I I was walking along the river, which is where the sagebrush was, and the river basically called me, called me down. And said, you know, let's 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 talk here now for a moment. And you know, a spirit came through and said, you know, it's time to baptize yourself and, and complete this cleansing process, and so you can truly start afresh and, and, and with a clean slate, and and uh, with a with you know walking with your Oversoul Monad and with your with your spirit hand in hand, and knowing that your divine self is with you. And and I you know it's February in. in in the mountains and I'm thinking to myself what am I doing here next to the river thinking that the river is talking to me telling me that I need to baptize myself (laughs) and um, one of the promises that I made to the sagebrush was that I would listen I would trust myself and I would listen and I, I would I would take the guidance of spirit and and know that it was meant specifically for me and it was true and so I had just made that promise to the sagebrush, and so I said, "Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll baptize myself." But you know, I was like, "I'm not doing it without my blanket or a towel or something," because again, it's you know February in the middle of the mountains, and the water in the mountains is it's very cold in the river. So I went and grabbed my blanket, and I brought it back down to the side of the to the river, to the bank of the river, and I started to. You know, I'm, like, talking to myself the whole time, like, this is crazy. Why am I even doing this? Like, maybe a promise I'm going to do this. And so I did. I took off all my clothes, and I found myself in the river, and I went through this process of really feeling what that was to wash away everything in that bitter cold. And how I felt just stripped, completely stripped and clear and climbing out of the water. I wasn't even cold. I just felt clean and light. And as I was drying myself off and putting all my layers back on, and literally I had layers on to put back on. And as I was putting my, my clothes back on, I was yet again given the name of river. And I said, Oh, I just baptized myself river in the Eagle river. (laughs) And, uh, so baptizing myself as River, I now am embracing that new name. So most people still know me as Julie, but I'm starting to introduce myself now more so than ever as River, as that, that essence of being able to allow life flow and continue to flow over all the rocks, the, you know, in swirl around the rocks, get to know the rocks, get to know that that branch that's in there and, and get to know whatever it is but just keep on moving and not hang on to anything simply observe what it is and keep on flowing and as I go continuing to cleanse and clear as I go and always being in the flow of, of life and not being attached to really much of anything um, other than perhaps love itself and the flow oh
3: that's great so that, let, so let me ask you: um, Was your sage was it male sage or female sage? Do you remember what it was? Which plant, which male or female sage it was?
2: I, I think it was a female plant. However, the essence of the plant itself was truly unified. It was a it was a unification of both masculine and feminine. Um, there was there was no delineation between the two. Okay. Uh, however, I believe it was a female plant, you know giving, I know, giving me birth.
3: I know when I went to Wyoming, uh, all I could see for miles and miles was female sage. And then, then I found out that Wyoming was the first state that gave women the right to vote.
2: Oh, look at that. Yeah, this I
3: know.
2: interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I believe it was a female plant. Like actually, I actually, Like Yeah, I believe it was a female plant. Um, yeah. It's so aromatic. I remember coming out of that sagebrush and I just, I smelled so good.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a, a wonderful a vision of what you just described, baptizing oneself. I, I love that. I think that is really yeah. um, a, a unique way of having a vision quest. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you, uh, are you infusing certain energies harmonically with your spirit chocolate? How Do you put different uh I'm, I'm trying to find the words to, to, to what I'm seeing here. I'm I'm seeing you fusing certain things in your chocolate. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about what you fuse in your chocolate?
2: Yes, yes, of course. The the chocolate itself is, is you know, the ingredients are, are really quite simple, and it's all organic except for sea salt itself. And um, But truly the main ingredient is, the Reiki, so I do infuse Reiki into it, and uh, and of course Reiki is 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 a Japanese compound word. It's two words, Rei and Ki. So, Rei meaning life force energy, and then Ki or Chi being the flow of that energy. And so it's the flow of the life force energy. And so the infusion of Reiki within the chocolate itself. Uh, the vision that I've been given with that is that it is uh, essentially going to be or already is an ascension tool. So the idea, the ideation behind it is that as one begins an experience with this chocolate, you take a simple nibble and you feel it, you savor it, you, you start to feel it. And with that first bite, you also bring in any sort of an intention that you may want to, to enlist with this experience. And um, literally, it becomes a journey with that chocolate. And chocolate itself, cacao, is, has a beautiful history. Um, you know, it's, it's an ancient Medicine, you know, that was used in 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 rituals and, and definitely for its medicinal, you know, healing qualities. And you know, it was it was originally it was you know originally with um, the Olmec people, you know, was the Mesoamerica area, which is now Mexico, and you know, it's they've found it you know forth, you know with traces of um theobromine which is like a a stimulant compound that's found in chocolate you know and so it, it was it, it's been traced 4000 to 4000 years ago to that area um, and you know the, its its journey into europe was through cortez and you know him him thinking that he was going to go find you know, gold, and he comes back with chocolate. He comes back with cocoa beans, right? <laughs> you know, that Aztec emperor Montezuma had some else in mind. Um, and but the cacao tree is is just this beautiful tree that gives these pods of cocoa beans. You know, there's there's usually about like 40 beans, I want to say, with, within each pod. And these cocoa beans, at at one point, was even they were even used as currency you know to to trade and to you know as for commerce right but truly once you get into the spirit of chocolate itself it's it's truly a, a heart opener and so that's that's where the journey with reiki began for me and that's what I want to also give to others is helping them to open their hearts you know to to really go through their own therapy, if you will, to, to create their own sovereign being, their, their oneness with all and with everything and uh, be able to transmute, you know, the, the learning and the knowledge from the left side into, into connection, connection with self. Um, Now we find that people are so, including myself, I'm not, you know, not passing judgment because I, I I too have to disconnect to truly connect, (laughs) And so, you know, the thought of this is that we really want people to connect with themselves. I really want people to connect with themselves. That's part of the journey that I'm here to help people with. So, yeah, that's kind of a long answer to your question.
3: <laughs> oh, but I love, I love everything you're saying about chocolate. You know, I was told some time ago that the Pleiadians brought horses and chocolate to the planet. <laughs> oh. So Oh, I yeah. love
2: that! I didn't, I hadn't heard that. That's beautiful. Uh,
3: yeah, and cats—they also brought the cats. So, oh, let me ask about another thing that you uh, mentioned, um, and that has to do with quantum financial system. What do you mean by quantum financial system?
2: Oh, that is a big conversation, love. Um, so, the quantum financial system, the QFS, is a system that we will be moving into. Um, you know, with I'm not sure if you're familiar with Nsara or Jasara, but essentially it's the global banking institute as we know it is is transforming. Um, as you can see, you know, in the news, many of the central banking systems are, are collapsing. Um, you look at the stock markets around the world, you look at what's taking place even, you know, in the Suez Canal right now, you know, um, how that that one ship <laughs> is basically creating millions and billions of dollars to just, well, go down the drain more or less. And so because of that, our financial systems are being broken down one by one. And what it's going to be replaced with is the QFS. And... Um, it's a financial system that was created by the Chinese um, Chinese engineering teams in collaboration with engineering teams of of the alliance and so the idea is again to replace the central banking system and um, cover the new global network for the transfer you know and and moving into a gold backed or asset backed money instead of the the SWIFT system that is existing now.
3: Wow. So, how long do you think this will take before it's um, a big reality to everyone? Is it is it oh, imminent gosh. or a few, few, few years away?
2: Um, you know, I would love to say it's imminent, um, and that's what I that's where I want to keep my that's where I would like to place my hope because what this will allow people to do is is to live very very differently in our lives instead of. You know, in that indentured state which many of us have found ourselves in um that we have that we have inherited and we've been put into, so i uh, no one knows exactly when this is taking place, but um there's there's already telltale signs that it already is in existence, but um it's not mainstream because you'll have to step away from mainstream news media to 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 look at those signs to look at the information
3: right, okay. So, um, do you also uh, take up numerology or anything like astrology or other things besides Reiki, or do you just mostly fo- focus on Reiki?
2: I primarily focus on Reiki, but I love playing with numbers and numerology and netting them out and then the essence, the energy of, of numbers. And astrology, you know, that's, it's just one of those ancient sciences that you simply can't deny. <laughs> And I love that you found the starseed markings and, and, and where you've where you've taken astrology itself. Um I remember I actually was thinking, you know, as, as you read my chart the second you know, that second time and I was thinking that the, my starseed markings were actually starship markings. <laughs> but
3: they're star seed markings. So Yeah um, they are. But I <laughs> yeah, can't right to learn. You came right off the ship, girl. You came right off the ship. You got a galactic spoon in your mouth at birth. You know that.
2: Right? Right. It, and it's just taking me about, you know, 51 years just to realize that I do.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, good.
3: Good. So uh, I would like, <laughs> like to hear you with my uh, co-host and the switchboard, uh, Arielle. So thank you so much for for being on the show. And Arielle, come on for a moment, would you please? I uh, have me here. Well, I want everyone to know that today is your birthday. And that you oh, had your solar birthday. Birthday yesterday and that uh we you should put on the clapping on your end. I don't have the switchboard where I can do the, the oh, thing that you just oh, sure <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there you go. <laughs> Woohoo. Woohoo. Yeah. Oh. So, so well, back to you, Arielle, and and thank you so much, Julie, for being on. So uh, I will be listening on the sideline here.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, before we start chatting here, uh, I just want to uh, tell the audience that if, if you have a question or a comment for Julie, uh, if you're already on the switchboard, all you need to do is press 1 on your keypad so we know you want to come on the air, if you're listening um on the computer, then you just pick up the phone and dial nine one seven eight eight nine eight two nine two and then once you're in, press one and um our producers will help you get ready to come on the air and ask your question. So <clears throat> I I just I, I was imagining you in that river and um mm-hmm. Boy oh boy <laughs> To, I mean, I, I know the water's got to be cold, uh, so it, that that took a lot of uh, a commitment, <laughs> for maybe more than I've got, um, to actually, you know, immerse yourself in the water. But, I mean, it sounds like when you got out, it was a different world.
2: Yeah, it was. And, you know, I think as we as we as we all heal to activate our sovereignty it's it's something that we move into is 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 more of into our intuition and and trust and and flow so it it's it becomes more of a conversation of of consciousness and quantum consciousness um a, a different reality and it's not a i don't even know that i don't even believe that reality is the the proper word to use anymore because it really does become more of an energetic essence of life and, and following following your intuition and listening and coming from a place of innocence where everything truly is wonder. And, uh, you know, when you break down the word innocence itself, it's in no sense. So things don't necessarily have to make sense and we don't have to know everything. It's, it's truly being happy and warm in the mystery, which is, is a journey in and of itself to get to that place, and sometimes it's a daily conversation.
1: Yeah, well, that that kind of reminds me of the, um, of the quote from um, Abraham Hicks, is that mm-hmm. nothing is as important than that you feel good right now because if you don't if you don't feel good if you don't have that gratitude then whatever else you've got is what's being broadcast so you have to you have to maintain that that equilibrium of you know of gratitude and um keeping your frequency in alignment with what it is you want so um that's that's kind of how I I heard what you just said but, yeah, I mean, feeling, you know, yeah. feeling good at least 55% of the time. You know, I don't know if if we can really do it 100% of the time, um, you know, having to go and, you know, deal with the third-dimensional errands and shopping and, and life in general. But mm-hmm. um, and if you can just catch yourself, you know, every time you start um, feeling a little, Oh, you know, little down, little ornery, a little, um, just you know, out of balance. All of that's just out of balance. So, yeah. um, define. Give me your definition of sovereignty.
2: Mm. Well, that's a that's a great question. Sovereignty. The essence of sovereignty to me is. Allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to be exactly who you are at any given moment and also honoring that in all other beings as well. And you getting to choose and discern the direction that you want to take, what place you want to visit, how you want to behave, how you, how you do not want to behave. It's simply allowing yourself that space to make that choice for yourself and then also giving that same power to each individual at the same time and there's a lot of so other nuances that can go along with that as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, so i mean it's it's kind of tightly wrapped with with complete freedom, where yes. you don't you don't filter your your decisions because some other person might not like if you did that or um you know would judge you if you did that so when you when you make your choices uh based on what other people might say or think or do then there there's no sovereignty there so when you make your choices um based on what you need at any given moment regardless of anybody else around you that that's really you know Free sovereignty, um, and are you also? Yeah. Um, I mean, are you helping people? You know, you, as you say, you you, know, you peel back the artichoke and to get to the heart of the matter, and and what their um, blueprint gives them yeah. the permission, the rights of the passage to do, as Lavender said, you know, what your name is on. Um, when you help people to figure that out. Do you then um, have, like, entrepreneurial um, advice on how they can, you know, do that? Because almost every starseed that that we talk to wants to know how to turn their their metaphysical gifts into um, an occupation so that they can do what they love and do work that's meaningful and purposeful um, with a, you know, with global humanitarian kind of... um, Benefits? Do you then help them to, you know, to go to the next step in 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 realizing that?
2: Yes, yes, uh, that is something that I do assist them with. And one thing about about the sovereignty piece is that there's a there's a certain amount of consciousness that comes along with it, and, and the awareness of the, the multi, you know, people think with one coin, there's only two sides, but there could be a third and fourth side to that coin as well. So there's certain consciousness to go along with the sovereignty. And so as you move along that, that progression for yourself and your own healing journey, then you also start to, to realize that all the answers that you need with regard to how to create a business for yourself and how to truly love you know, live in the love that you are, and and your service. You are that master creator. You don't necessarily need anyone else but you to to get there. And so, part of what uh, I I hope to bring to people that they actually they are healing themselves. I'm simply a facilitator. Um, you know, their work is, is theirs, and when they engage in that journey they will soon find that the answers that they're asking for from somebody else is already within them. So as a piece of that sovereignty consciousness, they're also walking through their own um, divinity, you know, so they can tap into their own divinity. And so they can truly understand that they are their own healer and that they have the answers that they need. And And it's just amazing how the synchronicity just blossoms from there. Everything just falls into place.
1: Speaking of of synchronicity, I I was talking to my brother, um, and and he and I have this thing in common um, where we notice just wild uh, synchronicity way beyond coincidence, Um, you know, with you meet somebody and they're, their name or one of their friends' names is the same as your parents' or their birthdays are the same or mm-hmm. this is the same or, or something you were just talking about, they start talking about it. Um, those kind of synchronicities are really like guideposts, aren't they?
2: Mm-hmm. Letting mm-hmm. you know that you're
1: on the right trail.
2: Mm-hmm. Markers, yeah. yeah. You see
1: 1111 all the time. or you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. the double numbers, Um Mhm that's, that's that's like one of the first um the, the first rays of light when when people who have been asleep it, it just hits them over the head every place they look they're seeing 11 11 11 or you know 22 22 or 44 um 88 I mean it just goes on but it's like the double numbers uh mm-hmm. and it gets to it, it gets their attention eventually you know, after it's happened, however many, uh, several times, then they end up on the internet. It's like, what is 1111? And then that, that just kind of opens up the whole world um, of of metaphysics, and uh, and that's one thing that I think most um, metaphysical, spiritual uh, people and star seeds have in common. They start noticing those synchronicities. And it's kind of a mm-hmm. gentle, I think, a, a gentle, you know, time to wake up now um, and and go, you know, go find the door that this is the key for. Mm. So, yeah. So very I, I, true. Yeah. So uh, tell me about maybe, um, without naming any names, uh, an example of someone that you've worked with that had some, you know, uh, maybe remarkable... Um, results or um, things that mm-hmm. came after
2: uh, well you know just here recently I, I've been working with this beautiful woman who uh, she's uh, gosh in her late 70s or early 80s not exactly how old she is but, but older and um, she is not able to get around well at all and uh, she 's been living with her daughter in, in circumstances that that aren 't necessarily ideal, but still she 's very grateful and you know she has this beautiful, grateful heart um, but has been living in pain and um, but her spirit is just absolutely she just uplifts no matter who she 's around um, who whoever is around her she just has that ability but but she 's kind of trapped in her body, you know her spine is basically kind of collapsing on itself and um because she allowed me to be of service to her and allowed me to be that conduit, um, the work that we've done together, she, within two days, she was actually able to get up and move around. Um, and her, even her daughter was like, you're moving around, look at you, and you're actually walking normally. How does that even happen? And um, she attributes it to the Reiki itself but honestly, I sincerely believe that the Reiki, because of it it it's connected with that infinite intelligence of the collective, it knew exactly what she was wanting, and so she was actually able to manifest that and receive that and directly um, have you know have that direct impact on her healing. And over the last few weeks, every single week that we worked together. She finds new progressions that she's able to um, to to basically live into, and it's absolutely beautiful. you know initially, you know the work was on an emotional you know energetic level, and you know that the next time was actually working through more of a physical motion healing process, even though after that first session, we worked, you know, with the spirit and actually, you know, going back into time and space to heal certain situations, certain timeframes um, with regard to relationships that she had had in her past. And that cleared so much space for her to be able to to move again, which was really fascinating. And then that next week she, she really needed to actually, you know, in the healing process, usually wake, Reiki healing sessions are, are rather um, immobile. You know, the individual is really quite still. But in this particular situation, she, she was needing to move around and literally um, exercise the, the extra energy out of her physical body. So we end up working with all of her energetic bodies, you know, that emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual and so as we're progressing, it seems that she's receiving more and more healing attributes and she's supposed to have surgery in June and she's thinking about putting that off, maybe not having it. So it's, I mean, it's not really, it's absolutely phenomenal to work with somebody who's so willing and so open to receive that healing, but it's, it's really not me. I'm simply a conduit and she's the one that's healing herself. So she's made that agreement and, 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 and I definitely am also a huge believer in the terrain theory where, you know, it's, it's based on our four energetic bodies. And, and once, once we decide that those cognitive agents of most diseases are, you know, from that environment and such, and then we just manifest it physically in our bodies, you know, we can take responsibility for the diseases that we've, that we've brought in for ourselves and then release them.
1: Wow, well, that's really that's really great to hear, and and I uh, certainly uh, I'm happy for her and and for you because it's got to make you feel um, like you're on the right track as well when you see someone respond uh, so positively
3: to the work. So yeah, it's um,
2: phenomenal! Yeah. she gets the credit in all sincerity. I mean, it's it's absolutely it is. It's very heartwarming and. Um, and it's it definitely feels aligned, so that feels good, you know as as Lalandar says, she's like you know i I signed up for that one i I signed up for that, and um so here I am, and it's lovely, and it's lovely to work with somebody that's so open
1: yeah, yeah as you were talking, I was um reminded of the the news um article that Anastasia covered about the the sea slug that could completely regenerate a whole new body. And Mm I was like, oh, my gosh, that has so many layers of of possibilities. And the the first thing that Mm -hmm. that I was thinking is like, okay, it comes from the brain, from the will, uh, from the consciousness, you know, whatever level of consciousness a sea slug has. But, um, yeah, to be able to, to just regenerate, and not only in mm-hmm. extremity, mm-hmm. but your whole body. I never, I mean, I never heard of that mm-hmm. before, but it was like, there's something, yeah, there, you know, that spark of divinity that's in the sea slug is in all of us. Yes. And boy, what, yes, I mean, it wouldn't is. it be I great mean, to learn how to turn that on?
2: Well, you, you can't. Every, every single one of us has that power. Um, you know, when you think about the people who have healed themselves from cancer, who have come back from from insane accidents where they're no longer you know they they cannot move from the neck down and now they can run a marathon you know there these people these people exist <laughs> and they and they give it over to many of these people give it over to their that meditative practice and that practice of of everyday talking to their dna <laughs> you know and you know that active healing, that sovereign healing of their crystalline DNA, activating their crystalline DNA—it's absolutely phenomenal. So every single one of us have that within us. It's just whether or not you want to believe it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and and yeah, I'm believing uh, completely that that you have that power, that you can change your circumstance and it's it's mostly an effort of will mm. and then you you know you follow through with you, uh, a practice or um a philosophy or uh, you know a i don't know <clears throat> excuse me um i mean good nutrition has got to be a a a prerequisite if you're trying to heal mm. because if you know if you've got all kinds of toxins and preservatives and pesticides—you've um, got to—you've got to clean that up. I think um, to allow that healing process to start, don't you think?
2: I do agree with that. I do agree with that, and um, I, I do—I do believe that you know our our whole world, you know Mother Earth, and every every part of humanity whether we are talking about the earth or we're talking about the animals or plants or ourselves, all of humanity can, I do believe can be healed with, with clean water and clean food and, and a lot of unconditional love and forgiveness and gratitude. And so that is, that is very real to me. And, and it's interesting because like, I, I was fascinated too with what um, Anastasia was saying about the slugs. And, you know, I've, there is technology that, that I've heard more and more talk about, which is, you know, the med beds. I don't know if you've heard about those yet or not. Have you heard about the med beds that are are coming
1: (laughs) and they're actually here, but only, you know,
2: for certain people?
1: I haven't heard about that. Tell us.
2: So the med beds are, have you, I don't know if you've ever watched Star Trek, but, you know, when you go into the, the medical office, there's that, it looks like a cylinder where you can lay down within the cylinder and then the, the cylinder closes after You lay down and, and, and it does a, a scan of your body, of all of your systems of, and, you know, your bones and your tissues, you know, all the systems. It does a scan and then essentially uh, heals whatever that is and also is, you know, is capable of regenerating um, tissue and limbs and bones and, and things um and so this technology has been kept secret <laughs> it all it almost delves into to people who like to say you know these things are conspiracy theories but especially you know these 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 things do exist and they're going to be coming out mainstream here very very soon there's actually total signs of if you dig close enough to um in you know do your own research but Jared Rand speaks of them but um, it's actually the military and um, some elite individuals are using them currently so yeah watch out for the med bed. it's going to be phenomenal there's going to be three different kinds you know one for physical one for emotional one for, for mental so it's going to be
1: pretty phenomenal wow yeah well yeah. yeah I'm very familiar with Star Trek so I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> Could you yeah.
2: imagine though walking into the medical room and you know you lay down in this 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 tube and and you come out an hour or two or however long that is later and you're good to go everything everything's set you can regrow your teeth you can <laughs> you
1: know. yeah yeah well yeah, that, yeah I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna keep my eyes open for that one yeah yeah it kind of it kind of sounds like the uh, Integratron.
2: Ooh, or, that that in on.
1: The you know, the in uh, in South California, um oh, George okay. Van Castle who is a mm-hmm. UFO contactee and they told him how to build this um, structure, which is kind of like a dome, um mm-hmm. very specific instructions, and you just walk in yeah. there and uh, you rejuvenate and heal. Yeah. Uh, of course, it, that it, it, is on my list. Is
2: that near Joshua Tree, right?
1: Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Joshua Tree. Um, is it Landers? Uh, it, but yeah, it's it's South California. It's where they where they have the um, oh, a contact in the desert. Uh, you know, it's like a UFO convention every year, and it's right there at right. that spot where Giant Rock um is it just like a couple it's just like a mile from giant rock of course i mean at one point after a lot of um um uh, persecution by um the establishment let's just say that um uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: th- there was a one key piece i think in the Integriton that uh george just went and removed because he didn't want it to be abused or or misused so I think you can still go see it, but I d I don't know that it's actually functional these days. I see yeah. you, oh, you can, you can yeah. Actually yeah, I mean,
2: go I mean, in still. I yeah. think I think now just with the with the with the restrictions as they are, it'll it'll open up more and more. But you can you can actually go in and do private uh sessions so you can book it, you know, for you know, a limited number of people, you know, for like three or $400 or something like that. Um, and, uh, but the, as far as I know, you can still go in and, and receive a, a session with it. Um, you just have to book it well in advance. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's been years since I heard anything about that. So, you know, things could have changed. But, um, yeah, but that kind of technology exists. And... You know, we just, we just need to have it uh, be available and, uh, and not try to compete with the established um, Western, you know, medical society, because they wouldn't like that. But, yeah, that's just, that stuff just fascinates me. Anything that's, that's like, I know that this technology exists on some planet somewhere. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's. Even on Star Trek where they take the the, uh, the medical scanner, the handheld thing, and they just, oh, you got to cut. Here, beep, beep, beep. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. Go back to work now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I, yeah. know. I know that that exists. And you know what? I, I think in um, even within ourselves, we have that ability. But you have to be able to, um, first of all, trust it and believe in it and um and try to clear yourself of the you know those things like that's that's not possible, well, every day mm-hmm. science is proving things that were supposed to be impossible, and they're they're proving to be possible yeah. So, yeah yeah, but i'm gonna I'm gonna watch that med bed that sounds wonderful.
2: I'll try to um send you a link about it, but uh yeah, no, and that's part of that
1: that healing journey for each and every single
2: one of us as well because. Uh, we we do have to make that leap of faith at some point. Um, that's, and that's that alone is is the, when the healing begins. And when you're when you're willing when you're willing to become truly vulnerable with yourself, <laughs> then um, then it's all going to begin. You are you are all making right. sure so,
1: and that's and that's really I mean that's where you come in as you said you're the facilitator that helps people access that power within themselves to heal themselves.
2: Yeah. Mhm.
1: So, well this has just yeah. been so enjoyable to meet you and and talk about you and your work and um uh yeah, I <laughs> I I might is there is there a place where I can order some of your chocolate? Well, you know, actually, I,
2: I need to I need to start that. <laughs> all you need to do is just send me an email, and I will take care of you. <laughs> and maybe I'll even send you some as a belated birthday present, because it sounds like we need to celebrate you and all the work that you do. So thank you for being oh, that with, would be with, great. with everything that, that you do. <laughs>
1: uh, I know. When Lavender gets chocolate from you, she doesn't share. <laughs> she loves it that much. It's like, Okay. I'm just I'm just joking. She'd ask. She would if I asked, but I don't ask. So um, oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It uh, anything that that yeah. it, it comes from the Pleiades has um, got to be good, as far as I'm concerned. They wouldn't have brought it here if it awesome. didn't benefit us. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. No, it is. It's truly beneficial. It's it's absolutely amazing. I've, the more that I, I learn about cacao and it's and it's it's. Capabilities, you know, just therapy itself becomes part of sovereignty and releasing old patterns and and bringing awareness to any blockages and and being able to to release those blocks and it's absolutely phenomenal being able to connect with your higher self and, and dimensions and conscious phenomenal and cacao is just that
1: little simple cocoa bean. that's a portal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I will definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you an email and, and give you my address because that would be such a such a treat. And I do celebrate for two weeks, so it won't be belated. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I'm personally one that you can turn into a birthday month. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be fine with me. So um, one one more time, I just want to repeat your um, website is River Spirit reiki and reiki is spelled r e i k i riverspiritreiki.com and um you can your contact information i assume is on there so people can get a hold of you if they want to work with you
2: yes absolutely and i do i do work with people you know distance uh quite actually the the woman that i mentioned earlier she's she's in texas and i'm in colorado so um, space and time really mean nothing when when there's that yeah
3: yeah that yeah.
2: Um, that choice
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> made, so
2: yeah thank you so very much
1: and happy birthday oh, thank you thank you and um, happy Easter to those of you who celebrate Easter um, the beginning of spring is reason enough I think for anybody to celebrate <laughs> no matter where you are in this country. So um, thanks so much for being with us, Julie. Thank you. Be well. Absolutely, every day. So um, that's it for us tonight. We will be back two weeks from tonight. And until then, remember to hold gratitude in your heart and give your compassion away. Give it to everybody. Until next time. Good night, everyone.